Evelyn. Hi, Tuesday. Hi. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I there was this discussion thread on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, and I don't feel like looking it back up. But mm-hmm. there's a phenomenon of mm-hmm. uh, small children getting really fixated on really random historical figures and or events. Mm-hmm. And people were discussing theirs. A lot of people picked the Challenger, which I thought was interesting. Um, that is quite interesting, actually. It's not one I would think of. Yeah, I think like people dunk on World War Two kids, but like I was, I was a reasonable World War Two kid. I, I was a World War Two kid for a little bit. I, I was, have to admit, like I was just in second grade, just being like, I, I just, just being like. You know this bit on Family Guy that we're making fun of? That's a genocide joke. Don't do that. Well, that's good. You were on them. You were watching out for it. Yeah. Um, however, my sister, my small baby mm-hmm. sister, like we were, we were into like the American Girl dolls. So like that facilitated some history nerd antics. Like, you know, you inevitably learn about the history of your American Girl doll of choice, and mine was obviously the World War II one. Um, oh, yeah. Also, the also Kit, the one with the Great Depression, was good because she had overalls. All the, all the lesbians love, love Kit Kidridge. I've never seen these dolls. And I'm They're the ones with the teeth. Up. They're the ones with the little buck teeth, you know. They're, they're at chapters. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll explain the lore to you later, because th- there's lore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so my sister, this was not an American Girl doll, um, one of her historical figures she was learning about was she borrowed The Miracle Worker, the movie, from the library, starring the kid from, it was the same kid from that movie Polly. Do you remember the movie Polly? About yes. the bird, and then oh yeah, and then, and then they traumatized the child because the bird's talking to her too much. That child was in the Helen Keller made-for-TV biopic, which brings us to our topic of the day. Welcome to Music Is Good. <laughs> Except today, we're falsely advertising. Yes, it's, it's another edition of Music Is Bad. Actually. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm an enthusiast of bad music, I would say. I'm willing to mm-hmm. give a lot of bad music a chance. I have been re-listening to a lot of early 2010s hits, and I can forgive a lot of them. I can forgive Like a G6. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's a fun track. LMFAO. World of Warcraft music. LMFAO. Fine. Fine by me. That's fine. I think it's a little That's weird fine. that it's his uncle. But whatever. <laughs> Every time you bring that up, it's, it's infinitely funny again. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I just, I every time I see the album cover for Sorry for Party Rockin', where they're just like posing next to a girl's crotch, I think that's his uncle. That's his uncle. That's his uncle, all right. So yeah, I'm a forgiving man, I would say. However, I tried to give this album a chance, and it was worse than expected. So let me set the scene for you. Mm-hmm. The year is like, whatever, 2008, 
Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I just think I, I've made a playlist of this era in music just because, you know, it really brings me back to a time where I was like, I don't know, going to the rubs and skating rink, looking at like Olympic themed things for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, really brings me back. But, you know, there's some flavors of electropop that are very MySpace-y in tone. And some of them are like Owl City, where he's just like, Man, I can't sleep, but what if there were funny little bugs about it? It would be pretty cool to hang out with them. And then there's... they all gave me a hug? Yeah, maybe several. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there's a different flavor of MySpace Electropop. And (laughs) it's the band of our lord, 303. 303. Now, I want to preface that I really liked the song Don't Trust Me when it came out. I have uh, I have grown a lot since then. You drank your respecting women juice. I drank so much respecting women juice since then. Uh, needless to say, uh, these two here have not drank their respecting women juice. You know, I was thinking about 303 because recently they tried to make a comeback when Rebecca Black did the remix of Friday with Doreen Electra. Mm-hmm. And they did a verse. And I was thinking about this because, like, you know, this was around the time that Rebecca Black's Friday came out and everyone was dunking and saying this is the worst song ever written. But, like, I think that the only difference, like, 303 had, like, like Don't Trust Me and Starstruck were, like, the biggest songs on the radio. And I think the only difference between those songs and, like, Friday by Rebecca Black is just the former had songwriters who were prepared to write a radio-friendly single and the writers of Friday were not because they were like you can make a song for your child's birthday party and it'll be a fun little video that you can keep on your computer they really shouldn't have released that one yeah so what I'm saying is that like I don't understand In, in the context of 303 being one of the biggest bands on the radio I don't think that just se- makes the Friday reaction seem even more dis- disproportionate. Oh, absolutely. Like, the thing is, too, is that, like, I've, I, I did a little bit of research. I really didn't want to. It took two days because halfway through I had to take a break from listening to this. Because I actually, like, got physically uncomfortable. And, yeah, like, oh, I've, I've been listening to this in segments and I still couldn't make it more than halfway. Yeah, I... I somehow made it. A lot of it sounds the same. Yeah. But I think that they wrote this song themselves, or this whole album themselves. And the reason it's called Want is because Sebastian, one of the guys, was texting the tracks to one of their friends who just responded with Want 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 to say they wanted to hear more well that was like around the time that people were saying so much want like as lolcat speak like yeah, like as like, part of the i can't has cheeseburger lexicon so much the want golden age of that so much kind of want stuff. shut up and take my money oh internet what? why did we talk like this oh internet you so crazy but uh something i want to i want to like say right off the bat because I know you're out there, because you're a large contingent of our <laughs> listeners. These 
<laughs> these fine uh, gentlemen are from Boulder, Colorado, which after learning this fact, I can hear it in every song. They do like a little shout out to Colorado or a Ballerado, as they say in one song. And um, Ballerado. Uh, Ballerado. Ballerado. That hurts me. That hurts me. And um, even their name, 303, is the area code for boulder colorado i was telling dev before we started recording that i thought 303 was like an 808 (laughs) but i don't think these guys know about drum machines because like some of these tracks like namely the album version of starstruck before they brought Katy perry into the single version like it just sounds like they made it on like a v-tech keyboard Like not even a not even a cheap keyboard made for adults. Like specifically, uh, the VTech Corporation for Children's Technology, who famously put thousands of children's sensitive data at risk. <laughs> so this is a dunk on VTech as well as three hundred three. Uh, just just so we're all clear, um, you're getting a double whammy out right out of the gate. Yeah, I got a, I got a bone to pick. I like that we are only 10 minutes in and we're already like, I am angry. (laughs) I, I, that was a pun for me and me only because I'm sewing my skeleton themed sweater. I got a bone to pick. (laughs) You're picking the bones. (laughs) I'm keeping that part. I'm keeping that part. That's radio. That's going on the radio. So I guess I'll, I'll give you a little information. There's not very much. There's not much to this band. It's about as deep as you think it is. 303 is Sean Foreman and Nathaniel Moore. They are both from Boulder, Colorado. And their band is really all about Boulder, Colorado. Except that they moved to Denver, Colorado because it had bigger venues. They released their first album by itself in like, just called 303. This is the second album, by the way. Mm-hmm. The sophomore. Um, the if you will. <laughs> uh, they released the original one in 2007, and it had one successful song called Electroshock, which somehow, somehow got them signed to Photo Finish Records, which is a division of Atlantic Records that was like, you know, one of those little like fake indie kind of things. Fueled by Ramen type beat? Yeah, Fueled by Ramen kind of deal. And um, <laughs> I just love the line here where it's like, ever having some hit shows in Boulder, they moved to Denver for the larger venue and fan base. Ooh. Getting a little crazy <laughs> there. Boulder, you've been so good to us till now. I think I feel like we've been building a relationship only for this to come to the light and just infinitely disappoint us. I hope 303 are part of our listenership in Boulder. That they hear exactly what I have to say to them, bastards. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> later on in their career, they were assigned to Fueled by Ramen. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Big, like, well, I mean, they were all over. This was 100%, like, Prime MySpace. Tour. Prime MySpace, primed warped tour situation. I they think played, what, like, every warped tour. I think what bugs me the most, like, my the most irrational thing that bugs me about 303 sorry mm-hmm. about the beeping I, I was cooking beats yeah no worries um the, the irrational thing that bugs me is that they tried to make that hand symbol a thing like like their 
they tried to make it like their band fandom. Remember when when people had street teams? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like stop trying to make the hand circle gesture happen. It's not gonna happen. I got I got good news for you. Didn't happen. It didn't because on August thirty first, twenty ten, retired professional wrestler Diamond Dallas Page actually hit them with a lawsuit for copyright infringement of uh what's their called? hand symbol? diamond cut the diamond cutter hand gesture which was his calling card oh <laughs> good and uh they they lost it yeah i remember people used to wear like hoodies of that in high school yeah i had a few friends who wore that too i had just a few friends who were just a little too into this band and looking back i'm like come on come on there's there was so much just... better stuff going on it just make listening to this album makes me feel like I'm talking to a guy who knows a few too many fake ID manufacturers. You know? Yes. That is the energy of this album. Brings. You ask you yeah. ask him what grade he's in and he dodges the question too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time these men speak. Um it's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Music's bad. <clears throat> the thing is that blows my mind is like looking at their like career on like all the things I've like looked into is that they were really successful and on everything. Yep. They had songs like for like hockey teams, MTV show themes. Like they had a Coca-Cola commercial song. I mean, this was like you gotta keep in mind this was around the time where like if you talked about being a feminist on the internet people would assume that you were a lena dunham fan oh yeah right like the extent of discourse feminist discourse on the internet was like those those videos women would take in new york of them getting street harassed but then they would only show the black and latino guys harassing them oh yeah like that's that's where time. we were at in terms of pop culture SJW antics. That's a time. The two thousands were kind of bad, weren't they? I sure came of age around that. That that sure was a coming of age experience. My favorite thing is that all the bands they have toured with and like the projects are all like really not like them, except obviously they have toured with LMFAO. Because, of course, they did. You gotta. But, like, All Time Low, Boys Like Girls, Third Eye, Third Eye Blind, Hello that Goodbye. No, it doesn't. Down With Webster. Hello Goodbye doesn't make any sense to me. Down With Webster makes sense to me. But it's just very... Oh, my God, they did a song with Ashley Tisdale. When was the last time you heard that name? Ashley Tisdale did a cover of Never Gonna Give You Up for a Disney release. I just think that's nice. That is nice. Because it was, I think, actually. This was at the time where, like, Rick Rolling was still, like, a like a little inside joke for internet users only. Mm-hmm. Only only nerds and geeks will get this. That was me. That was me. I was, I remember I was one of those people who would, like, go to every computer in the computer lab, set everything to remote viewing to one computer, and then hit play on uh rickroll and then have the whole computer lab going you know oh yeah or you go to the mudkips website that makes your 
It makes your browser move around so you can't exit out of it unless you go into task manager. <laughs> uh, the, the classic one was uh, my old bandmate. We went to high school together. Went into the library and opened up Wombocom. I don't even know what that one is. It's like a wizard and he's like, welcome to Wombocom. You can do anything with Wombocom. And then you can't close it because it's opening up a million pop-ups at the same time. Ugh. And before it, and, and then there's another one where it was like, behold, the internet. And then it just spams every pop-up you could imagine. Terrific. It's like a, it's like a, you're the man now, dog, but worse. Yeah, exactly. How'd this album reach number four on the Australian Hit Seekers uh, billboard? How'd this album reach number two on the UK dance albums? I hate this. Rebecca How, Black ask you. deserves loyalties from these men specifically. 100%. But I do have some positives. Not about this album, but there is a pipeline that I want to bring up that Crunk Core and its proto form, like this album, is what eventually became Hyperpop. Yeah. I think that Hyperpop took the fun, annoying camp aspect and transgendered it. Oh, absolutely. And made like it this, good. This form of music is only good when a trans person's making it. Exactly. Hilariously, last year, 303 released a song with 100 Gex. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? They sure did. That was the one where Laura just like did that verse about weird men online and i just thought apt i just thought that was nice on the 303 feature yeah that's that's pretty accurate that's pretty good like since we're getting into that every song on here is so creepy about women (sighs) it's so bad like we brought this up at a party and a lot of our like british friends had never heard like don't trust me and the general yeah. reaction I've gotten from people I've shown over here is like, oh, I hate this. This is bad, actually. <laughs> X's on the back of your hands. Yeah. Slimiest. You know where the first place I heard this song was? Was um, at a horse show. <laughs> at a horse show? Yeah, my aunt rides horses. And she was at a horse show in Langley. They're doing English writing, like, like English writing of all things. Like that's like like the prim and proper tight pants version of horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And someone did their horse routine to "Don't Trust Me," and I remember being like, however old I was, like twelve, and just being like, "Oh, these are some lyrics that have been written. They are blasting this in a stable." That's weird. That's really weird to me. <laughs> and yet. I don't think it could have been much better. I don't think that situation could have been improved upon. No. I, I kind of want to give an example. I'm reading the lyrics, and I kind of want to read the entire verse that you, like, joked about, just so, like, our younger viewers or people who are not aware can just get the real, just greasy, disgusting idea about this. If that's yeah, okay, I, please do. I keep throwing up in my mouth when I try to listen to this. Mm. Okay, so the second verse of Don't Trust Me is X's 
on the back of your hands. Wash them in the bathroom to drink like the bands and the set list. You stole off the page, or stole off the stage, has red and purple lipstick all over the page. Bruises, cover your arms, shaking in the fingers with the bottle in your palm and the best is, no one knows who you are, just another girl alone at the bar. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, that... <sighs> like, I... It, it gets worse the older I get, and, mm-hmm. you know, the longer I work in a high school, I feel like that makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it a lot worse, because, like, you know, there are people, especially back in those days, where, like, there was a type of person who went to shows and, like, worshipped bands, and, like, I don't know, pointing it out like this Yeah. Oh is yeah. not... It's not good. Well, like, they're fully aware of, like, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. But they're not... The thing that makes it gross is that they're fully aware of the dynamic, but then the rest of the song is, like, you know... Like, they're making fun of this kind of person, but then the chorus is, like, she wants to touch me, whoa She wants to love me, whoa Like, Well, yeah, don't. like, I... Like, the whole vibe I get from this entire album is just, like, using primarily, like, naive, like, trusting women, if you will. Um, just, just like, using them for emotional validation and just, like, being like, you know, like, oh, all these teenage girls think I'm so cool. And this is my ego boost because all these 14 year olds think I'm very cool. So there's a really big fire in this song that kind of ties back to the beginning of this episode. Should I should I even say the line Tuesday, or should we just tell people to go look it up themselves? We know it. We know the line. Mm-hmm. Hush, girl, shush your lips. We know. Do the Helen Keller. I'm not finishing it. If you really want to know, you can I, go look I it up yourself. I don't... I never understood that, because, like, she, she, she talks by, like, feeling the book. That doesn't even yeah. make sense. They did not do their homework. Edgelord? Like, I, I'm pretty sure they just put that in there for people to... Yeah, you know, they were just like, if you're offended, that means it worked. God. Uh, just needed to get that out. Yeah. Get out of your system. It's It's... It's healing to groan. Groaning is good. The thing is, is that like I don't even see like that many people like online like who have like gone to the music video. Like I'm on genius.com right now. Right. None of the comments are like calling people out on this. They're just they're calling them out on like it's all just like, oh yeah, what a banger. Classic. I mean, yeah, like it's old enough that like people know it's bad and corny. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's giving people too much credit to, like, just assume, like, we're all in on it being awful. I don't know. Maybe I just want to think the best of everyone. <laughs> Again, like, the point we were at in pop culture yeah. at the time was brutal. I mean, like, these weren't even, like, the only grown-ass men, like, putting out crunkcore songs, making fun of vulnerable teenage girls at the time. Because, like, this was, like, peak Blood on the Dance Floor, Jeffree Star era. Oh, God, right. So, like, in the world of bands that were getting 
money and attention. Like, this is relatively tame. I hate to think that. I really don't like that. Every time I... The only good thing about, like, being slightly adjacent to that scene on DeviantArt, where I was, like, relatively protected, is that I knew who Jeffree Star was because he toured with Blood on the Dance Floor, and so, like, when he started being a YouTube person, I was just like, oh, this guy again? This guy again. And then, and then, yeah. like, it didn't, like... I, I just expected anything from this guy. And then when the Yaks came along, like, I was just like, yeah, freaking figures. Yeah, I was introduced to, like, that stuff because I was on MySpace. Yeah, well before the Yak drama. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you told did. me at the time, this guy's going to get in trouble for making you emotionally attached to some Yaks. It sounds like a very 2000s thing to do, you know? Oh, yeah, this Jeffree Star just sounds like the plot of, like... I don't want to say Clone High, but like one of those shows and maybe a total it, drama season. I think it's like a like an episode of Clone High, like one where they would like make this one character like as a side character be like. Who's just the worst. Constantly, just constantly causing problems. Who's just the worst guy. Oh, man. We made the worst guy ever. His name is Jeffree Star. Here he is. We built there him. There he is. I just... The more lyrics I read on here, the more I'm like, like point at the, the camera. More tired like, I get. Yeah, I have to censor this, but the more I like look at the camera, I'm like, you, f you, f like especially like okay, the the thing that has made this really not age well for me, like sticking with like the making fun of like vulnerable young girls at the time, is that what Warped Tour turned into? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like it's totally of the era. Yeah, I just, like. Whenever people are making jokes about, like, bad that happened at Warp Tour, they're totally talking about, like, guys who ate this album up. Absolutely. This is, like, the favorite album of, like, your average Warped Tour bro. Not everyone. Not yeah. everyone. Don't you get mad at me. Yeah, just Not the, everyone. The multitude of creepy ones that... Yes. The sheer amount of creepy ones... The volume. Boulder, how could you do this to us? You were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. I think they should just take every creepy pop punk dude and leave them in a mountain. That's that's all I know about Colorado. There's there's mountains there and boulders, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just put them on a mountain. An empty Please. mountain. Put them in a fire tower somewhere and be like, watch out for forest fires. But unless there's that, nothing else, don't talk to us again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. I like Jeez, this album sucks. I like the song where he talks about, like, I'm, I'm not your little sex toy. And then it's like, oh, oh, we're doing this now. Feels pretty bad <laughs> to be objectified, huh? Yeah, doesn't it? It's Feels funny bad, bro. Feels funny when the revert the the roles reverse, doesn't it? Oh, how the turntables makes you think just a little bit. Really makes you think. I just going back to the praise. I've been going through. So you can't get this album on Spotify. It's not on Spotify. I like to think because it sucks too much. I've been listening to it on Spotify. What are you talking about? Oh, maybe it's not in Spotify in the UK then. Oh, weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's like a deluxe edition and crap like that. Ooh. Ooh, a deluxe edition. I think it just has, like, the radio version of Starstruck. I 
hadn't heard the album version of Starstruck, and it's just very sparse. Like, I'm not one to find a Katy Perry feature as, like, adding things to a song, generally. Mm. But, like, I feel like, but, like, this song is just so sparse in a bad way. When I it's thought the it was album two version. separate songs. It's... And I, I mean, Starstruck, I can accept listening to because it reminds me of my Tumblr days Mm -hmm. where, you know, they, they make the Pingu version where it was like nice legs, Daisy Dukes makes a man go. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good joke. Yeah. The thing about this song is though, like they made this, like the, the nice legs, Daisy Dukes verse, and then they threw it in another song that they obviously hadn't finished because the rest of the pre-chorus and the chorus and stuff, they don't match. They're completely different it doesn't flow you know what i mean yeah i i just like how like it's just the it's it sounds deeply unfinished until you get to the radio version and then clearly like some producer like got in their head to like pay attention to what made a substantial dance track of that era and like added some atmospheric synths or whatever and made it interesting to listen to but like the album version really does just sound like a VTech keyboard. They put it together with like Apple loops. I'm not convinced it wasn't made in GarageBand. That's giving GarageBand too much credit. Like like Grimes allegedly was doing more interesting stuff on GarageBand at the time. I don't believe that Grimes actually only used GarageBand. I believe that she just said that for the allure. I think that she at least shelled out for Logic Pro. It has to be Logic. I, as someone who works on a on a DAW every f- friggin' day, that is not GarageBand. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I, Claire, tell us the truth. Claire, you're already rich. Stop trying to make be cool. You've already made it. Why are you trying to be cool still? I love when she was like, "You can make music for free. Just download Ableton. Get a license for three hundred dollars. It's free." It's four hundred dollars now. Yeah, this was this was a Tumblr post from ten years ago. God, she did word for word say that. I I do remember that. It's not free. It's one of the most expensive things you can get into. Yeah, and also you can buy it and still not be good at it because uh, Ableton's really hard to use. There's too many. I don't use it because I I don't use it because I don't understand how to use it. There's too many. There's too many. Oh, I hate this album. It's so bad. You don't even need to buy Ableton because you can just get a little VTech keyboard and go. These guys, like, I don't think they have it in. I don't think they had it in them to make CBAT. But like, maybe if they had like, like 2% more creativity, they could have made CBAT. Like, like. You know what, like, really, really blows my mind? What? This band formed in 2004. Next year, 303 will be around for 20 years. Tears just welled up in my eyes, but I think it's because I rubbed my onion hand on my face, but that might not be the only reason. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that's an understandable reaction. I... Did you know that Don't Trust Me is in the game Tap Tap Revenge for iPhone? 
I seem to remember that. I seem to remember that. Um, Sing by My Chemical Romance was in Tap Tap. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I'm just going through like all the like appearances of the song Don't Trust Me right now. It was used in Pretty Little Liars, The Vampire Diaries, and The Hills. And there's an official remix featuring Kid Cudi, which I had not heard before. Woof. Someone went way too deep on this information. The song is written in the key of G minor and is set in time signature in a time signature of common time with a tempo of 130 B. What the hell's common time signature? You mean it's 4-4? Four, four? Thanks. <laughs> so are many thanks. songs. That's yes, why it's called thanks. common time. <laughs> it's almost ooh, as ooh, if. Got, that's why they say that. I found my first uh, criticism online. Yeah. Lou Thomas of the BBC called the song lyrically disturbing, commenting that some might go as far as to argue it's misogynistic and offensive. Ooh. Might go as far. Might go as far. If you're daring. If you're a daring chap. Daring. I, I like that it's like lyrically disturbing. It's like, this is... <laughs> I, it just makes him sound like a, like a, like a teacher. He's like, oh, this is disturbing content many such cases <laughs> uh, the music video for don't trust me is is stupid too where like a virus happens but it only affects men and then they're just like basically just dancing around attractive women who are all over them they don't even get the everyday i'm shuffling disease What's they the don't. point? What's, What's the, the point? point? What's the damn point? I would like to read some YouTube comments. Mostly just one. If that's okay Subject me to them. Subject me to them. User at Spheerful wrote this one year ago. Not even like a decade ago. One year mm. ago. Crunkcore mm. was ahead of its time. Sincerely can't believe it works so well because it's made to be obnoxious but in the best way. Twitch respond, is it in the best way? Is it really? I think that's a little delusional because this is terrible. It's bad. It's bad. I'm going to like YouTube review bro mode. Where I'm like, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. I mean, it's bad. like, I think even calling it crunk core as like this like obnoxious frat boy music, it's like, this is, this is music for like suburban girls whose moms won't let them listen to Lil John. You know, three or three uh, later went on to do a song of Little John, which makes this kind of funny. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> At least Little John sounds like he's having fun, and so I want to be supportive. Yeah. God, this reminds me of being thirteen in two thousand eight to the nine, hanging out with my best friends in his room, blasting his album, wearing beanies and sweatshirts and sunglasses and pink bandanas and skinny purple jeans. This song <laughs> tastes like having X sprayed directly in your mouth. That is probably the most accurate statement we're going to get on this episode. Thank you. I felt very poetic. That that was very poetic, and it's very just one hundred percent. It is like a mouthful of Axe body spray. When I'm right, I'm right. I just, I can't believe we let this happen back then. I can. 
<laughs> as someone who was as someone who was like out there like coming of age being perceived as a teenage girl i can i can't believe <laughs> do we got any more thoughts thanks mom for not letting me go to those raves because like it probably would have been full of guys like this <laughs> Yeah, God, I, I'm just like remembering like a type of guy I definitely used to know and would meet through like band nights. It shops exclusively at Spencer's. Still says "rar" means "I love you" and "dinosaur" at the ripe old age of 24. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were gonna go there. Oh yeah, I knew it. But they're not like they they weren't like scene like scene kids. They were like they were like warped tour bros, you know. Yeah, like like frat boy scene kids. Like I don't know, there was definitely that type of guy back then, and it was a weird one. All they all kind of smelled like ear cheese, like because they'd always like stretch without without cleaning the piercing, so they just always oh, yeah. they were just always kind of keloid cheesy. <laughs> They're always just kind of keeping it cheesy, keeping it keloid cheesy. You. All right, it's final thought time. What is what is what do you want people to walk away from this episode? What, I think what is I want to. I think I want to leave it a keloid cheesy. Please clean yeah. your piercings. The end. Clean your piercings, everyone. The end. Respect um, women. Res- yeah. Respect stream women. stream Rebecca Black. Yes. Rebecca Black rules. Yeah. I think my final thoughts are that even though we got hyper pop out of this, I uh I hate this. I'm glad we left this kind of music question mark back in like the 2010s. I am glad that we took it for the gays and theys. Yeah, it's cool that like the gays and theys reclaimed it. Yeah, I think 303 tried to like cash in on the gays and days getting in on it and it's like no no we're we're having this no. party without you we uninvited you to this yeah i just i don't know it's bad it makes me upset it's hard to listen to you don't have to listen to this you might want to because of this episode but you i'm gonna listen- tell you that you don't have to you could listen to the marina and the diamonds acoustic cover of starstruck yeah, that would be a better time. Or you know what? Go listen to LMFAO. That's a better yeah. time. Even though that's that guy's uncle, but it's a better time. At least they take accountability for their actions of Party Rock, and, and they apologize. They take ownership. They do apologize. They take ownership for Party Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being held accountable for my Party Rock. <laughs> I've I keep making this joke and I will never stop. It's it's funny because it it's just it's just amusing because you could like use that as like a, a comeback to anything. It's like you know, it's like a message to all my haters. Sorry for party rocking. <laughs> that, I, I started thinking about that song again when some kid on TikTok made a video about reading the label for q-tips that say don't 
insert Q-tips directly into your ear canal. And then he uh-huh. says, sorry for party rocking. And then he starts dancing with Q-tips in his ears. Amazing. Oh, boy. Okay, I think that's enough. <clears throat> I want to be rid of this album for the rest of my life. I've certainly had enough. I'm never going to listen to this ever again for as long as I live. The thing is it's that done. I've been trying to listen to this on the way to work. So it'll be like 7 a.m. still dark out outside of shoppers in the rain. And it hurts even more somehow. <laughs> well, me picturing this just immediately made my brain go like, to these misery is increasing. <laughs> you could say that. I I did start using a mood tracker app again, so I'll show mm-hmm. you like when the Venn diagram goes not the Venn diagram, like the the you know, the the line chart. When it starts dipping down, that's when you know that I've chosen the album for us to listen to for the week and regret <laughs> my choice. You know, you usually pick bangers. You normally pick bangers. Except for when I pick stupid bangers. This one it's this just one is all stupid, no bang. <laughs> Real is like hit your head against a brick for a while. Music. All stupid, no banger. All stupid, no banger. That's <laughs> my new. That's my new DJ tagline. It's good. Thanks. I'm gonna learn how to DJ. That's let's my, learn how to DJ together, you and me. I let's do let's. Let's do pod raves when we get when I get back to Vancouver. I was also listening to like related songs on Spotify, like the mm-hmm. algorithm chose things. I was listening to "Girl All the Bad Guys Want" by Bowling for Soup, and I just <laughs> I I want a nice lesbian to cover that song. I think that would make it a lot better. I think that would be very good. I just want a nice lesbian. Any lesbians out there who want to cover Bowling for Soup? Let's go. Let's go, lesbians. I think every like bad, questionable song from the 2000s and 2010s should be reclaimed by the gays and theys and turned gay. Turned into a little, a little homo crush. You know, just wow, this girl's got a nose piercing that's hot. <laughs> Something we can all relate to. Yeah, something we can all relate to. See a girl with a nose piercing, and then I gotta write a song about it. I gotta get it out of my system. I understand. I, I just think it'd be a good like reclaiming process to take all these, like. Do I hear a is, compilation album coming on? Perhaps. Actually, I did have announce an announcement of an idea oh. to say today. Oh. Oh, yes. Which I guess I'll, I'll just say now. Do it. So, a month from now, I want to do an Aqua episode. Yeah. And I'm, I am telling all y'all out there, I want your Aqua covers. We're going to do a compilation of Aqua covers. This might be challenging. Because you, you, you have to know a song other than Barbie Girl or Candyman, because that'll get snapped up immediately. Yeah, that'll be that'll be snapped up immediately. And don't get me wrong, getting all covers of Barbie Girl or Candyman would be really good. Yeah, also funny. Comedic value. Yeah, but also, I don't know, I'm just gonna put that out there. I think that'd be really fun. Be really, really fun. Okay, that's enough for today. 
The parties are advised to chill. Speaking of Aqua. (laughs) (laughs) I am I am done with this. I'm Devlin Galloway. You can follow me at Devlin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Music Is Good Pod also on Twitter and Instagram. And the best way to support what we do is to go on over to patreon.com slash musicisgoodpod1. And you get early access to our episodes and on a rare occasion, some bonus content for as little as a dollar redo. I'm Tuesday Ferguson. You can follow me on Instagram at Mimichi, but all I really post on there is videos of me sipping my cold brew and then quoting The Simpsons about it in a comedic fashion. I think that's good. That's like the cold brew was just kind of nasty. Like it was, I just forgot that cold brew isn't actually good. I just have a really bad caffeine dependency. So then I was like sipping the cold brew and I made the face that people in cartoons do when they eat a lemon. And then I had a little idea and I said, it's over Springfield. You lose. And then I sit my, I sit my cold brew and I made the lemon face. See, that's the kind of content I want to see when I go on Instagram, though. Well, thanks. It's because my beautiful wife keeps making me watch steamed hams videos in the year of our Lord 2023, and I love her dearly for it. Steamed hams is one of the best written animated jokes of all time. We like to sing the Green Day version to each other a lot. I do like that one. I also like the Feel Good Ink one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Well, Seymour, I made it, despite your directions. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.